0: Profit with a Plan. This is where you can get some great ideas to create your most profitable small business. Just so you know, financial planning isn't only for those that have a lot of money or run big companies. A workable financial plan is for us everyday small business owners and professionals that want to make great financial decisions that lead to bigger profits. So join me, Marcia Reiner, your certified financial planner and financial business strategists each Tuesday for some smart ideas that you can add more profits to your bottom line. I help ambitious business owners grow their profits fast using unique ways of growing their income and spending strategies that can produce bigger profits without killing themselves or chasing big clients. If you know anyone that may be curious, share my podcast, and let's chat to see if what we can do together to grow greater profits in your business. So let's get on with today's podcast. We're talking about business planning. It is the end of the year, after all. And I think it's really essential to have a business plan in place before the end of the year so you can start the year off strong. So what's the real, what's the difference between a financial business plan and a real business plan? I think they're really the same thing. I think that the financial business plan just really puts um, a lot more focus on the financials of the business and and really getting in to think uh, about the numbers and the structure and the pieces that are involved with the business plan. So There are two real types of business plans. There is the big, long format that is going to have everything that you could possibly imagine in it. And then there's a smaller format that's kind of a quick thing. Most people do a quick format. They say, okay, here are my goals for the year. This is how I'm going to do it. And this is what it's going to produce. And I find that those business plans um, lack a lot of substance to it and really give you just kind of a guess. But a real business plan is going to take the information that you already have and you've completed for the last year and build upon that. So what I'm doing with my clients right now is we're going through a real in-depth business plan. And we're doing more of a financial business plan and It's really important to understand who you're going to be using this plan for, and then that will determine whether you want to go with the big plan or you want to go with the little plan. But if you must have, I think you really ought to have a big plan first before you build the little plans. So, the reason I bring that up with is that if you're going to be in a position to be looking for financing or partnerships, or you're looking to maybe sell um, your company in the future, or maybe you're looking at taking on a very big client, they're going to want to see a full business plan and not the shorter one. So I think it's important really to understand who you're creating that plan for and then how to build it after that. So if we're talking about a big plan... Uh, This is something that you probably can't create in one sitting unless you have all the data lined up. Uh, And I usually recommend that you step away from your business to create this plan. Get out of the office. Get out of the practice. Go find some place that you can really think and that you have all your information on. You shouldn't go blind, but you should take everything with you. So the reason I say get out of the office to do this is because then you could really focus on what it is that you want to do with this business and, and really soul search. Bring your partners, bring your advisors, you know, and, and have them put in input to help you grow this plan to be the best plan that you can have. So what's in the plan? And a lot of people. This is this is um, the the first part of the plan is really why people don't want to do the big long plan because this is going to talk about who is the company and what that means is what's the name of the company, what's the corporate structure, are there sub companies underneath. Uh, Are there parent companies? Uh, Who are the owners? Who are the active participants in the company that really make the company work? So you want to list all this out in in a format. Then the next piece in it is going to be um, your mission statement, or really, what does the company do and what is the goal of the company in the first place? So, your mission is to uh, improve the life and health of your clients so that they can lead health, happy, healthy lives. I don't know, whatever. But that mission is really what drives the company. And if you're not looking at your mission, then you really can't do any of the planning below until you have that mission there. The mission is usually the mission and the values are usually the hardest part of creating because you have to dig deep. And get kind of fluffy. It doesn't have to be perfect, but write your mission down. Put it in a four, uh, a four or five uh, sentence structure of really why your business is doing what it's doing, and 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 what that is for, and then the values or what that company's doing, and then the values, which is the third part, is really your values and what your company stands for. And also, what your client stands for. So, there's a trick on that, that that I feel is really essential because if you're attracting your clients, you want your clients to see what you really stand for and, and why you're doing this business and, and the reason behind it. But you also want to look at your clients' values. And if you establish those values as part of your value, you say, "Okay, the company's values are, and our clients' values are." Then these clients will start to self-select themselves and saying, "Ooh, I like what they stand for, and I stand for that too." And so it could really be a, a valuable lesson that you're creating in in selecting the clients you wish to work for with and for. And I. I want to make this statement. Please don't say that you work with everybody because if you work with everybody, then really you work for, you work with nobody. But if you, if you align your client super clearly in your mind and in your business plan, then you know how to market after it. And, and I mean, just everything falls in place when you know what that client is and then you know how to go after that client. So I think uh, adding your values And then the values that you seek in a client, I think, will really help you clearly plan for where you want to go. The fourth section that I want you to consider is, what is the product or service that you provide? And really, truly, um, putting it out there. I was working with a client just the other day, and, and I do this as a normal practice, so he was a new client coming on. And I asked him to list every single thing you do for clients in a long laundry list. I hope it's 20 or 30 or 40 different things that you do for your client. And the reason it's important to list these things down is that you'll use this in your marketing later on, but it also sets out kind of a strategy for you to think about what it is that you provide and what value does that provide your clients? What value does it give your clients? And it will also help you in creating a pricing structure. So when you're pricing, which is the next section down, there's no no award for being the second lowest price. And unless you're a Walmart or a Costco where you're doing significant volume at the lowest price possible... You us business owners, we really can't compete in the in the in the cheap low-end price. I know our clients strive for that. But if you're saying here's my widget or here's my service, and I'm doing sheer volume, then I can do it at a lower price. But for the rest of us, we can't. So if you can't be the lowest price, why not be the highest price? And if you are the highest price or higher price for your product or service, then you're going to want that laundry list of everything that you do for your client in a list form. So when you're proposing to them as to why you're not the Groupon price is because you do all of these things for them. And now the price that you're promoting to them is actually a value. And they're like, oh my gosh, look at all this I'm getting. I'm going to pay for you at a higher price because you're giving me all this stuff. Now, this stuff doesn't have to cost you money and it doesn't have to be products, but it could be service. It could be the follow-up. It could be time-saving for them. It could be uh, extra pieces that you add into your solution that will make it more valuable to your customer. and That's part of the business planning is understanding what product and service you provide and then how do you price that. And I might suggest that if you always start with the big price of the laundry listed item that you're going to provide, and then you could always pull back a little bit if they can't do that and go, well, here's, my, here's, my, um, here's the Mac Daddy. Here's the big price in the, in the big package. Um, but if that's a little bit too expensive for you because they've told you you don't offer it, they've told you this, then you can always come back and go, well... I can take these pieces out and you can buy it for this price, but they're, getting, they're, they're, they're actually going to end up paying more money if they were to add those prices on later on. So you want to show that it's a value that they're getting them. And so come up with two or three different pricing uh, points for your clients with, with different items in there, but really have, have the big one, the, 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 the premier, the gold-level service, the diamond-level service that you offer your clients. And I think that will help. And when you have all of this information in the big business plan, when you go to a bank or you go to an investor, they're going to want to know all of this. And once this document, this gigantic business plan that you're creating is completed, you don't ever have to totally recreate it in the future. You can amend it as you go along. But the structure is there. And in the information that you want to be able to show an investor, uh, a banker, that's going to highlight, or, or when you're selling the company or you're enticing a partner to come on, you're going to want all of this information. So it's a great place to start with it. And again, do as much as you can uh, with this business plan uh, early on, and then you know you can always add to it later if you if you're unable to do something. So let's go back on. Uh, let's see. So we talked about the company and the structure. Uh, we talked about the mission uh, or what your company does. We've talked about the value, which is um, the value that you provide as well as the value you want in your clients. We talked about the products and services that you provide with that long laundry list. We talked about the pricing structure. So now let's talk about your competition. Who is your competition? And what is it that you do differently than your competition does that will add separation and, and um, differentiation in you that you could also list in your business plan and provide to your clients when you're saying, well, why, why would I go to the Groupon or why would I go to the Groupon style investment or, or a client uh, over you? And you can, you can always uh, separate yourself by this. But then again, this is a valuable piece to use if you're if you're delivering your business plan to somebody important. The seventh um, position that you want to have in there is you want to talk about the structure of your company, uh, its employees, uh, your advisors that you have on, on board. You want to list these people out and the, the basic roles that they do. So if you have five employees, yourself and the accounting person, two sales staff, and a, and a customer service person, I mean, you're listing out what it is that they're doing and, and why they're employed in you. And then that's when you can also look at um, where, their, where, where their value is to your company. And you can start to decide, well, do I need to add or do I need to take away at any given time? And when when the business plan understands who is in who's working for the company, then you can make plans going forward on it. All right, so that's the seven pieces that really start to describe who the company is. The the remaining part of the business plan is usually uh, compiled of a lot of mini plans that that people tend to just focus on the little side of it. So we're going to go into number eight. Number eight is the goals. What are your business goals? And um, your goals are going to be a short-term goal, which is going to be less than one year or one year. And then you're going to have a long-term goal. And the reason you want a long-term goal is is because a long-term goal is telling you the direction the business is heading in. And, the, and the, uh, inside of the long-term goals are going to be a bunch of short-term goals that are going to help you achieve it. So I think it's really essential for you to sit down and kind of dream big. And go, I envision myself and my company going this path and to become this. And then that's, that's where you're going to start piecing everything together. The short-term goals are things that you can achieve. And, and inside of that one-year goal, in the plan, you're going to start working at, okay, so here's the quarter goal. Here's the, the, the monthly goal. Uh, here's our weekly goal. Here's our daily goal. And and without understanding what the long-term goal is and where you're going, how can you decide all these little goals unless you're just making up numbers? Now, I come from an area where my business plans were required every year uh, to show my production and what I was going to bring in in value to the company. And if you have salespeople, you're going to have these little sub- um, business plans that you're going to add to your plan or to help you create your business plan, especially if you have people, salespeople working for you. But that's where we get those short-term plans and the financial plans and so on uh, out of it. I hope this is making sense to you and this is giving you something that you can really start focusing on um, because this is this is the one big plan you're going to do, and, and again, you may change it along the way or years and years and years to go, but you don't have to recreate this plan every single year. You've got a big, solid plan. Now, next year, you can just build off of this plan and create the structures and the smaller plans within it. So, see, there's, there's a good thing coming up. So, now here comes the hard part. <clears throat> Your financials. So we're looking, I believe, at number nine right now. And you need to be able to understand exactly where you are today before you can say what you're going to do next year. So pull out your financials. Figure out what did I what what was my business this, this year? What were my what was my income? What did I spend on? How many clients did I see? Uh, where did these clients come from? So you really want all of that nuts and bolts in there as to what your business, how your business came to be in the year 2019. And you look at this number and you say, okay, this is how we did business this year. And this is the pieces that we got. So not only that, this was the services that were purchased. And I had, you know... 40, businesses or 40 purchases of this one and 20 purchases of this one, or, or if, you're, if you're a dentist, you, you could say, I had uh, so many cleanings, I had so many uh, fillings, I had so many uh, crowns, I had so many implants, I had so many emergencies. And so when you can lay down the pieces of your business that created the financials for last year, that will be able to help you in your projections for next year. And again, if you don't know where you're going in five years, how can you just project what you where you're going to go this, this coming year, right? It's all, it's all a layer. It's building one off of the other or you're building the foundation and then the houses and apartments are on top of it. So it is really important to have that financial uh, piece in there of the current year and every single nut and bolt that you can find that got you to this year so you can document it and move forward on the projections. And so what are customary projections for the future year? Do you just throw out a a, a number that you think? Um, If you've been in business several years, what did you do the prior year? And what was the percentage of increase that you did that prior year to this last year? And then you can hopefully increase that percentage a little bit on the future year. But um, one, of, one of my advisors had said, you know, if you want to make a million dollars, you just don't start out at a million dollars. You figure out where you are and then you grow yourself uh, appropriately. So if you're doing 100,000 this year, maybe you stretch to do 250 next year or 150 next year, whatever, or 200, whatever that number is. But in order to get to a million, you start at 100,000 and then you go to 250 one year and then you strive to 500 the year after that. The year after that, you strive to 750 and then you strive to a million. So it could be a five-year process to get to that million. But you have to think about how you've done in the past years and what is realistic but a stretch to get you to the years going forward to help you on that long-term achievable goal. So the financials are incredibly important. And with any business and business financial plan, you're gonna have to know your numbers. So the next plan underneath that is once you know your financials, how are you going to get there? So what is your marketing plan? How are you gonna drive new business in and to help you achieve those goals. So if you put the strategies down of, okay, I'm going to spend this much and I'm going to produce this and I'm going to go after these markets, then that's your marketing plan in the basis of your business financial plan. Now, there's also, there's also another plan within that is you've got to understand is, is are you going to expand or grow your business? Um, Are you going to increase your price and serve the same number of clients or are you going to um, serve more clients? And if you are serving more clients, here's your growth plan. You've got to understand what does it take to go from, we'll just use round numbers. I served 100 clients this year. I want to serve 200 next year. What pieces in place do you have to have in your business to be able to serve those clients. Hmm? Do you need more employees? Do you need better systems and processes? Do you need innovation? Do you need um, not just the marketing piece that comes in, but I mean, you're going to need a lot of moving parts in that plan. So here's another sub plan is your growth plan. And you've got to list it out there in order for you to get to the next piece of your business What has to be in place to get you there? And then finally, the the final piece, I think, and I'm sure there's other moving parts that come in, but for this information in particularly, your final sub plan is going to be your investment plan. And it's not stocks and bonds. It could be stocks and bonds. But what are the investments you're going to make in your company to be able to get it to grow, to be able to get it to be able to support the marketing, to be able to get the projections for those short and long-term goals. So this investment could be education. It could be investing in new employees. It could be investing in new equipment. Um, Part of that investment plan is also taking in, in a piece of the money in the income that comes out of your business and investing it for potential assets that will produce you more income. You know, I'm always preaching that you've got to have multiple streams of income in there. Maybe that's part of your investment plan is how do I take a piece out of each month and I invest it in my business so it can grow and produce more income for me. So this is a a great addition to your business plan is using an investment plan. So let's recap this a little bit. I gave you a ton, and I know you're just scribbling notes down or you're listening in your car going, oh my gosh, I wish I recorded this. Well, guess what? It is recorded. So anyways, we're going to start with who's the company and the corporate structure and the owners of the business. Then we're going to go into the, what the company does, what's the mission of the company and, and, the, and the real reason that you're, you're doing it. Then we're getting into the values. What do you value in your company, and why is it important you're here doing business? And then what does your what does your uh, customer have in values that you're seeking? So again, your your values and your customer values. Then what is what is your product and solution that you offer? And you've got that long list of values that you do. Then you have your pricing structure to that value, so you're going to offer what, what it is that you come in. Now, hopefully, with inflation, you should have increased your prices a little bit from last year, and then in order to make that movable beyond just inflation, you should be adding more value to your, to your service as well. Then who is your competition and who, what, what makes you different than the competition what makes you similar and what values do you offer that can separate you? So your clients can see that. But also, you need to be able to do one of those uh, SWOT plans, which is the, uh, the strengths, the, the weaknesses, the, the opportunities, and the threats, right? So that's all part of the competition stuff that you need to have down when you're putting your plan together. Then you're going to talk about your employees and your advisors so that way you know what you have to make the company happen. And then we go into the long and short-term goals. We're going to have the current financials and then your projections for next year. We're going to have a marketing plan, a growth plan, and an investment plan inside. And if there's anything else, if you're going to have, well, maybe innovation would even fall into that growth plan. I think those three sub-plans are pretty pretty good. So, when do we create this enormous Plan this enormous financial business plan. Now, you never want to wait until January 1 to sit down and start planning. December's always way too busy with holiday parties, wrapping up the closing sales. So, I'm always a fan of right around Thanksgiving taking a couple of days to gather all the information that you need, and then one day to leave work and go someplace peaceful that you can meet with your advisors or meet with them as you're gathering and then start putting the plan together. November's an awesome month to do this. And so I highly recommend that you create that plan right now and get started on it. Then the second thing is how often do you update and review this plan? This is not a plan that you've spent your hard time with and shove it in a drawer or put it up on the shelf. This is a living, breathing plan. This plan should be reviewed at least monthly, every month throughout the year. You should cut out an hour or two or a half day each month to focus on your business. And when you focus on the business, you can start to see the strategies that you put in place. And you can, re- you can use the tactics to shift and move along as the plan uh, calls for. So January comes along, you've not met your plan. What have you got to do to change it so you can meet it for February? If you've over overshot your plan, that doesn't mean sit back on your heels and relax. That means amend it a little bit and strive forth for February. February may be tougher and now January and February balanced equals your plan, but you should update it and monitor it and love on it monthly at least because that's going to give you the rules and the steps and the strategy for where you want to go. You've got it all lined out. In your marketing plan, you should be talking about what you're going to market in January, who you're going after in February, how's it going to be sent out in March. These are all different strategies that you put in this condensed plan. So I recommend that you update it and work on it regularly. I hope you have found some value in this financial business planning for the year end to get you started for 2020. And uh, I hope this will also give you some ideas to make you more profitable and have control over your money because it's all about the planning. So if you would like to know more specifically how to put this plan together and what pieces, moving pieces that maybe you have, or you just want some help or or strategic and tactical ideas to do it with you. I'm, I'm here to help. So if you would love to, I'd love to chat with you. You can get my contact information in the podcast to schedule a strategy session, and we can talk about what you've got going on and how I can help you get more profits and be more profitable. So I'm excited to announce my new book. Uh, It is entitled Big Profit Secrets Exposed. Um, Over Thanksgiving, I am going to do my own strategy and put this out on Amazon. So I'm really excited about that. It's been finished and I've had a few people review it. And I'm hoping to get it out on Amazon over the Thanksgiving holiday. So maybe in December, it'll be purchasable instead of just downloadable. Um, So I'm really excited about that. And and with any plan, if you if you call it out and make it real, then you're forced to do it, right? So excited. Um, So follow me, subscribe to this podcast. If you do, I'll send you my three secrets to hidden cash flow right now. And this is a a brief white paper that you can use and uh, help you get some tips and tricks in your business. So I'd love to hear any questions, uh, feedback. I'd love to hear your response on your business planning and your successes and, and the challenges that you've faced on there. Um, just, just respond back to this podcast, and, and we'll share those out. Uh, please comment in, on today's podcast with those ideas. Uh, we'd always uh, love to hear them. And You can reach me uh, through bellafinancialgroup.com at any time. So catch Profit With A Plan on your favorite podcast player. And we're looking forward to more profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with it.